episode of currently binging the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment. All greatly appreciate it. So if you clicked on this, this means that you want to hear what I have to say about Black Panther, Wakanda, forever. There will be spoilers. I am not the comic book expert. I am for sure going to leave some things out and I'll talk about why in a minute. (laughs) Um, So yeah, if you're looking for like the very nerdy, like in-depth analysis of Wakanda Forever, unfortunately, this is not going to be that episode. Um, So let's get into this. So Wakanda Forever um, or Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I should say. So let's start with the numbers. Um, at the time that I pulled all of the um, like movie info, so like the ratings and like monies and all of that stuff. Oh my gosh, I haven't done a movie in a while. Now that I'm sitting here like talking about money and things, um, this is where we were. So Rotten Tomatoes, the um, critic score, eighty four percent. The audience score 95%, which I think that makes sense. Cinema score an A domestically. So opening weekend, it did 181.3 million to date as of today. So this came out on November 11th. So it's been a few weeks now. But at this point worldwide, the total is 561.6 million give or take. Um, I know at the time that it broke, I believe it broke some records. So it was like the, the biggest opening weekend for like November. I think it had surpassed Black Adam. Um, and there was something else. So, um, those are rating slash money talk. Um, as far as who stars in this, Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denia Guerrero, Guerrero, jeez, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, I mean, legend, um, Tina Huerta, hopefully I said that right, Martin Freeman, um, Dominic Thorne, and a lot of other people. So I did talk about Black Panther. You can go and you can look for what I had to say about Black Panther. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, if you're new here, then you probably don't know. I generally enjoy all the Marvel movies. I mean, there are some that I enjoy more than others, but for the most part, I it may sometimes feel like I can be biased a little bit, <laughs> but like I can acknowledge that. Um, going into this, so I did see this once. This is the type of movie where I would want to see it more than once before I talk about it, but if you didn't listen to the last episode before this one, like all the way through, I have been sick. So I literally went, saw this in theaters on Friday, um, went to a concert the next day and then ended up sick, like find out I was sick like the week that Tuesday or that Wednesday. So like I've literally been stuck at home for like the last couple of weeks. So I cannot go out, um, and see this again because I, the reason why, the reason why I like to see these these more than once before I talk about them is one they're so long I believe the runtime for Wakanda Forever was like two and a half hours or something like that um so generally and then also because I am a note taker if you listen to any of the my um 
discussions on like TV shows, I love to take notes. Um, but like when you're in a movie theater, you can't take notes. So a lot of it is just me like having to remember. I tried one time, like a very, 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 everyone say very long time ago. <laughs> I tried to take notes in a theater and it was just like, no, I, it just does not work. So I usually end up, um, as soon as like the credits start ro rolling, cause that's usually when people start to like leave from Marvel movies. Some people stay, but like usually people stop paying attention to the mid and or end credit scenes. Um, and that's usually where I will try to jot down some of my initial thoughts. Um, but, but this scene will kind of forever was a little bit of a unicorn situation because and we're going to spend a, a little bit of time around like the movie my movie experience which I usually do anyway but it's unique to why I want to see this again and why I was trying to hold off before recording this to see it again but like at this point I was just like at, who knows when we're gonna, I'm going to be able to go back so um I generally see like any type of Marvel movies, especially, I usually will go during the day, matinee, like early viewing, just because that's usually when like the hardcore fans are. It's usually a really great viewing experience. Like I enjoy it. Um, and I always like come on here. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so great. And da, 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 da. This time I ended up going with France. One is Black Panther and Black Panther, everyone's like, already has so much hype around it because one black Panther the first movie was so good but then you layer in the um like the um, the untimely passing of Chadwick um Boseman and knowing like how like this big question like what is the future of this specific um franchise going to look like because Chadwick was like he was a black panther and I know I, I talked about it when he past initially um about like oh what does this mean like how do we move forward and I, there was always a question around like are they going to replace him as Black Panther a lot of people were turning to like the comics again not the comic book expert but like I have seen because you guys know I will like research and google and all that stuff um but there are moments like in the actual comics where Shuri becomes um, Black Panther and like there have been other Black Panthers so it was just a question around like what is the direction going to be? We did find out like initially after the first movie, the second movie was supposed to deal more with the aftermath of everything that happened um, in uh, Endgame. Uh, but like, because Chadwick passed, like they obviously had to change um, the story to what it ended up being today. So um, just knowing there was like all this like, anticipation around the movie and a lot of people who generally like it's a good chunk of my friends who don't really watch Marvel stuff in general or they don't watch all the things and so and I don't know why I was dragging my feet on getting my ticket because I kind of was dragging my feet a little bit but like my friends was like oh let's go on this time and like just bought the tickets um and we could have changed the time but like I don't know I don't know maybe it's just me I'm a little like I, that whole, like, going during, um, the Madden day, like, by myself, like, I go by myself for a reason. <laughs> um, I go to movies, I like to go to movies by myself, 
for a whole lot of other reasons like specifically specifically opening weekend for like marvel i like to go by myself for a reason because you can if you can find super old um episodes of me talking about marvel movies then you will know (laughs) why i that is because like especially the nighttime shows are usually generally not a great experience um so anyway so they got tickets we ended up going to a later show it was an evening show it wasn't super late evening show it was like a uh, six something so the other reason why i didn't want to go so late is because it's like two and a half hours like i feel like i'm going to fall asleep but that wasn't even the issue i have never gone to and this is generally for like anything so movies concerts anything like i'm the one who's like go to the bathroom before and then you're going to have to just hold it until the end um but like we <laughs> have bought our own wine and so we were like drinking wine all the time and i like literally went to the bathroom like twice during um this movie so like there were and i tried to wait for a moment so i was like oh it may not be too much action going on the first time i went i can't remember what scene it was but the second time i went was by the time i got back it was when um oh my gosh what is her name it was when no when nakia was going to save shuri underwater so like I missed that whole like rescue part of it. And like, you're not watching that at home, so you can't rewind it. Um, so that was a home moment that I missed and it was something else. So like, that was another reason why I wanted to go. A very long-winded reason <laughs> behind why I wanted to watch this again, because there were some things that I missed. Um, but overall, let's talk about the movie. Again, this is gonna be pretty high level. Um, I do have some things that I jotted down that I wanted to reference. Um, and then we can talk about like, what does this mean for the future? Um, like Black Panther, another Black Panther movie or like Black Panther in the MCU in general. Um, so when we were, so we were introduced to Ironheart, Riri. It, oh my gosh. I remember the other moment that I missed. It was when they were in... I don't know where they were but like she was working on first working on her suit with Shuri that's when I went to the bathroom the first time and when I came back um they were in the midst of like the um government essentially like showed up to arrest to like take them into custody because like it was a whole question around um like who had built Essentially, they were looking for more, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? Vibranium. And at this point, okay, now we're getting to the movie. At this point, (laughs) the entire world believes that the only people who have vibranium are the Wakandans. So we saw the whole scene where they were out in the water and then like they thought that they found vibranium, which they did. Um, and then they were attacked, like the whole ship was attacked. Everyone, there were no survivors. And so, and this is like U.S. Um, agencies. And so, because cause this is kind of what we do. Um, they're like, oh, so Wakandans, like we need to, essentially was about to try to go to war <laughs> over um, Vibranium because they thought it was the Wakandans. So like, that's kind of why they were after um 
who they thought were behind the attack on them in the water, which was like, you were in the water essentially trying to steal something that did not belong to you. And the people who it belonged to were trying to protect it. And that's why you're, um, you all were attacked, but you know, that's not how they're going to see it. Um, and so that's the part that I, the first time that I left and came back. Um, but that is when we are introduced to Namor's people, which, okay, so he ruled over a kingdom called, you all know I am the butcher of names, like hardcore butcher of names. Like when I, when they say it, it's like, okay, that makes sense. But then when I have to read it, I'm like, that does not look like how I remember them saying it. Talakan, T-A-L-O-C-A-N. But they're the ones who attack first. And then that's when we're introduced to um, Namor and we get to get more of his history through because he wanted to get the scientists, which we found found out um, that the scientists or the person behind the tech that had found the vibranium in the sea, so found their vibranium, um, was created by Riri, but she's in school. And she didn't even know that that's what her tech had been used for. And so they had made a deal. He had made a deal with Shuri's like, if we get the scientists first, but then once she found out what the scientist was, it was kind of like, oh no, we're not going to hand her over so you can kill her. Um, and then that's when we had the whole scene when they like snatched them up off the bridge. Um, but through that, we learn more about him. Very like tragic story. He's like one of those interesting villains. I see a lot of comparisons between him and, um, oh my gosh, who the Michael B. Jordan play in the first one. I have to find it. It's it's going to come to me at some point. Um, wait a minute. It says Trevor Noah was in this. Did I miss Trevor Noah? Am I, is my brain just like blanking on that? I don't remember seeing Trevor. Like I remember seeing he was played Grio. Okay. We're going to have to, we're going to have to come back to that. Cause I clearly, um, don't remember seeing Trevor or maybe I do. And I just, for some reason, blocked it out. <laughs> but yeah, so we find, I see a lot of comparisons between him and, um, Michael B. Jordan's villain and the fact that um everyone's like oh like everyone's like oh does black panther have like the best villains and all that um and i think the thing is um killmonger that's who michael p jordan played in the first black panther but i think the interesting thing is like in a way their villains is like Yes, what they may be doing in the the present moment may be bad, but like their reasonings behind what they're doing, you can actually like understand. So it's like they create these very conflicted, um, or not even really that they're the villains themselves are conflicted, but we as the viewers could be conflicted um, watching them because it's like, oh yeah, like that's wrong, but also like they're not wrong in how they feel about. Um, why they're doing what they're doing. And I think that's what makes the Black Panther villains like interesting, multi-dimensional. 
um, villains and not so like surface level where it's just like, I'm going to do this b- bad thing. And it's kind of like, okay, then this, 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 and this happens. It's like, no, like it's truly rooted in something, um, and somehow their people, as in whoever, wherever they come from being, um, either like persecuted, discriminated against, like something held up against them that they have to overcome. And so their views are shaped off of those experiences and they believe like their current viewpoints are the only way that they can overcome that um, inequality or whatever. All that to say, (laughs) I was like, okay. Uh, It was very interesting because now you have like two... um, minority groups of people and I believe this was based on like Mayan culture I remember seeing um some articles that were talking about like I saw a meme not a meme but like something on social media where they had like highlighted the um people who have been consulted on Mayan culture for the movie and then also I've seen some articles speaking to it I am not well versed in it so I am not going to um speak to it but I think that just seeing the care and and the um mostly the care that they have when they're going to these things like Black Panther was such a big success in the first movie because like it truly felt like a lot of time care and like resources were put into making sure like this knowing like this was going to be seen as something that is a big representation for a group of people who feel um marginalized like i think that also aids to why black panther did so well um for the first one so like knowing that they still took that care through to the second one and then introduced another marginalized group of people um, to then now another marginalized group of people have someone on this big stage slash screen. I say stage slash screen because screen dub, but like stage because like once you're in Marvel, like <laughs> like you can talk, think about like Shang-Chi. Um, what else just came out recently? I think that's the only one that's really the, in the last year, like uh, put another uh, marginalized group of people on platform. But like knowing that it's going to have this huge impact and like this group of people who may not always have representation are now going to be able to see themselves on screen um and see themselves represented um i think they do a good job of like making sure to take care with that which i always appreciate so like yes after learning namor's story which is very sad story when you like think about it, <laughs> listen to it. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, especially because he was so young. And then also we learned like he was like very, he's been living for like a long time. Um, so like hearing that, um, you're kind of like, oh, okay. And it's kind of like the whole thing where like you can kind of compare it to like what happens in the real world where like some outside um, source will come into these like marginalized communities and create chaos and then pit the two marginalized communities together, which is kind of what was happening here. We always laugh when we see like Shuri um, call, what's his name? I can't, I, I literally didn't write no his name down. Everett Ross 
like call him colonizer every time she sees him like we laugh at it but like there is some <laughs> some accuracy and not maybe not necessarily for him in the present time but like historically speaking um in general yes so like in this sense you have like an outside source which was this government agency looking for like the u.s looking for things that looking to essentially take possession of things and own things that they do not own or do not belong to them and in the process um end up causing chaos or war i mean there's so many actual real life things that we could talk about where this has happened but we're going to stick to black panther wakanda forever <laughs> so essentially they come look for vibranium they don't own it but they want to own it because they want to be the most powerful and they feel some type of way because one they don't have vibranium which is like this very big um resource that could make them the most powerful but not only do they not have it like the people who have it are not sharing it with them because we feel entitled to um make whatever other people have that we don't have ours if that makes sense so you know we can go we can go all day with like <laughs> the references but um so therefore they're like we're just gonna go get it for ourselves because it belongs to us because it should not because like oh anything other than like we believe that we should be the most powerful at all times and if we're not the most powerful then that's the problem so we're gonna go look for it they end up finding it from someone else who owns it and then therefore ends up causing a war between these two groups of people the the wakandans and I don't what I can't remember what the actual people are called. Is it it's not the tele, the people from Telecon? That's what we're, we're gonna say for now because I did not write it anything down. Um, so yeah, and so I thought because I'm trying to think of how we how we do this because this is all taking place. They've literally just buried. Um, They've literally just buried T'Challa. I don't know why I blanked on that name so hard. <laughs> they literally just buried T'Challa, which was like very, very sad. Um, a sad moment. Um, that was the thing I think I was dreading the most was just like that whole moment of like having to mourn him because like they were going to have to say that he was dead in this movie. Like, there's no way that you can get around not saying, like, that T'Challa died. And in this, they, um, he passed from, like, sickness. Um, so, like, that was hard to watch. And then on top of that, I mean, it was, like, thing after thing after thing. And Because then we had the whole moment where um, Namor and his people attacked Wakanda um, to try to get the scientist and um, freaking... Uh, Ramonda was protect so Angela Bassett <laughs> was protecting her and then he ends up like breaking the window and she ends up drowning trying to save uh Riri why do I feel like that's not yes right Riri and so um then we have to like have a whole nother um like time of mourning to mourn her and I was like oh my gosh I mean 
I was surprised, but after thinking about it, I'm really not that surprised because like how long did we think that we would have Angela Bassett for? Like I would not have been surprised if if Chadwick hadn't passed and we got the second the second the original second story. Like I would not have been surprised if she ended up dying in that one either. Cause like why? Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't like to me. It's like, oh my gosh, it was like sad to see, but I wasn't really surprised that she didn't make it out of the movie. Um, but a lot of this was like, we had to see, because essentially Wakanda has no protector. There is no Black Panther. Um, and then they can't even have a new Black Panther because Killmonger destroyed all of, you all know I didn't write this down, <laughs> all of the like the plants that they were growing that gives the um I I don't know the name but they give uh Black Panther his power like that had all been destroyed and so Shuri had been working on like trying to recreate it in her lab which she eventually does and then when she takes it because at this point like they need someone um they're being they're under attack by Namor and, and his people and they're trying to protect um Riri who's like pretty much just as a, a, a scientist similar to Tony who like built this tech and can get into it and could like protect herself which I did see that um the Dominique Thorne who plays Riri she said she had a conversation with Robert Downey Jr. um about like stepping into the role of Ironheart I didn't read the whole article but like I remember seeing that and like he gave her advice and all that stuff which is very nice um <laughs> But yeah, so we see her take it and then like she goes into like when she take the the plant um, and we're expecting her. I mean, I don't know who we would think that she would see maybe her mom um, since she had just passed. But like it was so recent, like I don't know how that works if like you're the person your loved one just passed and then you go into this place like would you see them so the person she ends up seeing is Killmonger and so she um struggles with what he tells her because like he essentially is like you're more like me than you are your brother or your mom and so she struggles with that a little bit initially um because like she was she didn't want to be Black Panther um and I think this kind of ties a little bit into like real world conversations around who should have been Black Panther because I, I see all those conversations happening um in like actual people that I talk to and then also like online um but then also a lot of people will tie it back to like in the comics there was a period of time where Shuri had to um step into the role as Black Panther for a short period of time but then like T'Challa was back to being the Black Panther um but like there's no no, there's no T'Challa, like, for, to, like, step back into that role. Um, and there were questions around, like, could it have been Nakia or could it have been M'Baku? Like, and I read something where Ryan Coogler, who, duh, I didn't even say this, um, directed and I believe, like, wrote, um, did the screenplay, yeah, in conjunction with Joe Robert Cole, um, where he said, like, they explored all those avenues. Like, I don't know what 
ultimately made them be like, okay, it's going to be Shuri. But like the way the one mid-credit scene that we get, I think sets us up for some interesting paths forward. Um, but yeah, so she struggles with that. And then eventually, um, like at the, at our climax, and then when she like sees her mom, her mom is like, oh no, like gives her like that talk that she essentially probably should want it the first time she went into, um, I can't remember what this place is called, but like the place where you see your loved ones who have passed. Um, I think then that helps her to be like, okay, no, um, this is who I am. And so she steps into that and is able to, this is like all at the end now. We like literally have jumped all over the place. <laughs> steps in and like gets to a point where she, because essentially she was losing against Namor. Um, and then gets to a point where like she's starting to overtake him. But then she's also like, we can either stay, continue to fight and kill each other which is like probably what they want, or we can like come together um, and like make a deal. And so that's what they end up doing, which was an interesting um, take. So yeah, <laughs> I keep looking at my the, the notes that I did write down, jot down during the credits. Uh, and they all speak to the very beginning of the film. So like we're gonna have to jump backwards so um the movie was dedicated to chatwick the opening title card so usually we when we see the marvel in the opening um title sequence we see like all the different like marvel characters and like all that um the doom doom like i'm not even gonna try to sing it but like you all know what i'm talking about um so instead it was all chatwick um as child as himself and then as T'Challa um which I thought that was very sweet and there was like no music it was like very like quiet and somber it was like oh my gosh like when I the ones that I wrote I was like oh my gosh I don't know if I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna be able to do this but um I thought that was very very sweet and then everything that happened after T'Challa passed so he passes and then everything happens like a year later because uh, I did write those down. And then the other thing that I didn't write down, because I was like, wait, is that Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Because, like, sometimes some of these actors and actresses be looking different. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is that really her? But um, it is her. And I and she is a tie-in to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because last time we saw her is when she showed up there. And we also find out that she was that she was previously married to um, Ross. So I'm sure that's going to have implications moving forward. Like her appearance here is definitely going to like tie into other things. Um, I think those are like the main, the, those are the only notes that I have written down in the moment. Um, but yeah, oh, M'Baku becomes, um, I believe, and you all correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he becomes the new king of Wakanda. So I think that's going to be interesting, like, when we talk about the future of, like, like what does that look like? 
especially because it just feels like and I haven't really talked about like all the drama that was going on behind the scenes like during the making of the movie because we we're in the midst of like a pandemic and shutdown and like all the studios and things are like mandating that people had to get um the vaccine and like all of that and I believe I remember just seeing like all these articles around Letitia Wright and so I think that's what also was kind of like oh is she really going to be the Black Panther but like that's also why I kind of stopped reading a lot of the stuff surrounding these movies because I feel like it just ends up being so much and it like just takes you on like a, a wild goose chase that you really don't need to go on so I remember seeing all of that or whatever um but like uh, ultimately she is she is Black Panther at this moment how long should be Black Panther for? I'm not sure. Like, even if you, like, yeah, by the end of it, Shuri feels, like, a little more sure in her role as Black Panther. But it's, like, how sure does she, is she, does she feel really? And then, like, what is the long-term Marvel vision? Like, is this just, this is the person for this time right now? And we're going to prepare a new someone else? Or, like... Like, I don't know, especially since she was able to, like, recreate the um, the plant um, in the lab so, like, they can have future Black Panthers. Um, and then we have a mid-credit scene between between her and um, Nakia where she introduces her to T'Challa's son, who we did not know that he had. And so, like, he's essentially a future Black Panther, like a way for them to have someone else step into the role of Black Panther. But he's so young, like who knows when that would happen. So I don't know, but overall I enjoyed Black Panther, um, Wakanda Forever. I do still want to see it again, <laughs> uninterrupted with no bathroom breaks. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think, what is next in the MCU? I'm pretty sure it is um, Ant-Man and the Quantum. Oh my gosh, what is that movie called? Ant-Man and the Quantum. Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Quantum. I don't... No, why would okay the quantum manium? There we go. I'm like, where is this freaking name at? So, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Manium, um, is I believe the next film in the MCU. I think 2023 we have quite a few movies. I don't have the like outline of like what's coming up in the next few years, but I remember when I was looking at it, it was like at least three to four movies a year for like the next couple of years. So 2023, you got quite a, quite a bit. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Quantumanium. We have Guardians in the Galaxy, Volume 3. We have the Marvels. Um, I feel like we have something else in 2023. Uh, I'm sure there's something else that is literally not coming up. But like, we have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> and so... I'm kind of like, I feel like we have had like post in game. It has been a little chill. We've had like about two Marvel movies a year, which seems, I don't know why that seems, it seems chill, but it's also like, is a lot when you think about it, but we're about to wrap up. So I hope you all are buckled in. <laughs> 
and ready for this next phase of the MCU because it is about to be jam-packed. Is I keep saying this, I even said I said this a lot with like the Disney Plus shows. Like I'm just going in not knowing what to expect because especially with like all, a lot of these um, um, franchises or movies that we haven't had before, like the Marvels and like everything that's been announced for like 2024. I would even say. Plus, um, so I think it's going to be very interesting. I think um, they're going to take a lot of liberties. And I think that, that some things are going to work. Some things are probably not going to work. But that is what makes it exciting. I also didn't mention um, the one other thing that stuck out is when Namor, like, was talking about his history. He's like, and he mentioned that he was a mutant. I was like, anytime I hear mutant in an in a MCU movie, I'm like, my ears perk up. Because we all know <laughs> we have been waiting for the tie-in to, like, x-man and all that stuff so him saying he's a mutant like just opens the door to all of that um content that we have not seen in this universe yet uh so yeah but that's pretty much all i have i'm actually surprised that i took this long but then i'm not surprised <laughs> so i want to know what you all thought about black panther wakanda forever um how many times have you seen it uh, what are you excited about um, for the future? Let me know all the things and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Building on Instagram and at Currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.